Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. It's that time of year again where we go through the will they play, won't they play uh, saga. And thankfully joining me on the SC Report tonight is the mailman, Adam Stiles. How are you, mate? Mate, I am absolutely riding high after last night. It'll take a little bit more than a few outs to bring me down from that high. How good was it? Like, unreal. I mean, they just don't get it, do they, these blues? Just don't understand. <laughs> like, ten, what do we got? 12 men down. Uh, we've got no one on the bench. We're two points down. They got all the running and we win by eight. I don't know. I don't know what they. I mean, yeehaw, <laughs> yeehaw. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a good good game though. I thought like in terms of quality, I guess in Super Coach though there was probably a few uh, nervous owners watching on. The likes of Day for Feeder going off uh, with a concussion. You got Tommy Turbo in the wars. Uh, Latrell scratched a couple of days out. Like it's uh, throwing a bit of a spanner into the works for the old Super Coach, isn't it? Well, it's funny. I was thinking last night while I was watching it, it's one of the few games where I could just sit back and enjoy it because we're not getting super coach scores. But then the uh, <laughs> cold light of day sets in when you when you see your um, team starting to go down with HIAs and that kind of thing. So it's quite bittersweet. But this round's always uh, one of the Olympics of uh, super coach from a late male front. Um, with mm, you are in- who's in, who's out, who's hurt. I get you'll get a lot of champings in the uh, in the direct messages, I think. But anyway, that's what you signed up for. We pay you handsomely for it, and I'm glad you're there. We desperately need you this week because I think, I mean, that you look at a lot of teams, and I'm struggling to field a 17. I'm hanging on. I need Payne Haas to back up. I need Nathan Cleary, Nico Hines. He'll be exhausted after his five minute uh, stint. <laughs> so I'm going to be <laughs> It's a yeah, very tricky week if you are short on numbers and you went hard on the likes of the Knights para. And Manly last week. So uh, how did last round go for you, the first buy? Yeah, I um, I came out of that really well. I got 1071, went up just over 3,000 spots. So I'm sitting pretty at uh, just over 2,600. I did see uh, Kirk up, you know, oh. Nick, who <laughs> firing up at you, <laughs> caught up in the scoring drama that was Monday morning. Oh, so the context here. So we know there was a bit of a glitch where... It was meant to be your best 13 out of your 17 selected and they um, paid however many you had on the field. Um, site founder Nick Kirkup, um, <laughs> you know, Young Legends chat, just singles me out uh, and is blowing up about, oh, you'd better not keep that score and blah, blah, blah. It's like, a disgrace. Out of, out of everyone who's benefited and have absolutely no skin in the game with the glitch or how it worked out. I'm just sitting there having my lunch or something, getting tagged in uh, cups blow up. No wonder the NRLC talk hotmail account gets blasted on the regular <laughs> with all these scoring chances. I think it's all just Kirk up burner accounts, to be honest. Um, I think we stuffed up. Was it Cobbo's score a few weeks ago? Reese Walsh gave oh. him too many points. It's just that damn NRL Supercoach talk founder. You can't, uh, yeah, there you go. It's a, it was a fun Wasn't little walk. 
Reese Walk or something. Reese Walk, sorry, yeah. yes. Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a yeah, a bit of chaos. I think they had to reset scores and all of that. But nonetheless, 13 players only counted in the end. So a couple of, I guess it was a outlier kind of round for a few. I had a 1,100 and other people were scoring seven and eights if they didn't have enough hands on deck. So it was probably a good moving round if you caught uh, fire. I had um, Greg Marge, was captain. I'll pat myself on the back. It's probably the first good thing I've done. Oh, yeah, that and having Phoenix Crossland for a 80 somehow. Oh, Crossland. <laughs> I don't know how he got it. We're paying the pay. <laughs> that's it. It was a long ride, but he paid off in round 13. But anyway, that's all in the past. We've got a couple of tricky rounds coming up too. Uh, not only this one, but 16 and 19 are the next buy rounds. And then you get the teams in and around yeah. that uh, that have uh, their off weeks. So it's going to be a tricky little stretch. But if you've got trades up your sleeve, which I don't, could be a really good time to capitalise and boost and that kind of thing. So this one's going to be an abridged pod tonight. We, uh, are, Well, Styles is filling in for Lakey, who is uh, battling the flu at the moment, but on the bright side is going to Portugal and the US and stuff from, I think, next week. So uh, rest up, big fella, and uh, hope we see you back in one piece. Uh, it sounds like a pretty uh, dangerous kind of trip. Uh, any recommendations? Have you been that way before? Not pork jiggle. I've been to the US and uh, ducked out to Cuba along the way, which was pretty exciting. Um, mm. But I, I'm just glad he's getting his uh, illness out of the way, so it should just be smooth sailing. Uh, and I believe it's for a wedding, and I think he's best man. So um, I'm going to say there's going to be some big nights over there. Certainly uh, could be. Should have come to Magic Round. He would have gotten the flu back then and just seen it all, oh. seen it through smooth sailing by now. Good old yeah. Magic Round flu. Actually, quick trivia question for you because you're a big NFL guy and you probably know a lot about this stuff, but how much do you reckon two nosebleed tickets to a Vegas Raiders and uh, who are they, the Steelers in Vegas, I think round two of the NFL, how much do you reckon that two of those bad boys would set you back? Um, In the nosebleeds? Mm, like literally, I think the top section on like the corner. I'm going to say two to 300. Ooh, you would be wrong, my friend, because I have paid $1,700 Australian for that privilege. Oh. <laughs> I got online and I got to Ticketmaster and the only ones that they have are like $400 uh, resale ones, people that buy season tickets and then donate them back or whatever. So I've gone, okay, 400's not too bad. Get two of those, 800. Go to the next page. They've slapped on a $200 admin fee. I'm like, whatever. We're in the US once. It's September this year, by the way. We're in there once, whatever. I'll pay a grand. And then I see the credit card bill and it was friggin' USD. Yeah, what admin are they doing for $200? Oh, I don't well, know. The computer, the computer, the algorithm's doing a lot of hard work. It's taking my the, money. <laughs> the AI is starting to ask for tips, I think, based on that. My God. Anyhow, I better win all of that back on the blackjack table and then some. But there you go. Uh, you were way off with your $200. And look, honestly, if I went there and probably got I was got meaning each, scalper. but yeah, still way off. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, I'm going to win it all back, not to worry. All right, this pod's going to be a short one, as we said. Uh, we go through, I think, rather than the teams, I'm just going to throw to you for a lot of what you've heard so far in terms of late mail, who may be in, who's out, who's questionable. And then we'll go through a little buy, sell, hold segment and then captains. So we have women's state of origin in... Ooh, 40 odd minutes. You and I do love to chat. So that means we've got a, uh, a timer basically on us. So do you reckon we can make it? I look, if I'm a betting man, I'd always take overs for us too. But yep. uh, I reckon we can sneak it in. Let's absolutely get into it. All right. So, Stilesy, because you're here, where's the fanfare? Here it is. Thank you. What an honor. 
to have you on such an important podcast here. But I've got a few questions here. There are going to be no uh, direct order, probably in order of importance maybe for people. But Dave Fafita, what's the word on him? Came back from a head knock last week. Has got a Saturday game. Is there any any inkling as to where he might land? Um, I think looking to back up at this stage, he did go off for the HII, I believe it was Category 2, came back on. Haven't seen anything so far suggesting that he's going to be out. Um and I think in the same game, Tino normally backs up as well. Um, Saturday game helps a bit. Um, I'm thinking he'll be there at this stage. Unsure if it'll be reduced minutes, but you have to think if the big fella's there and ready to go, he uh, he does his usual amount of work. Yep, and Titans, it's a, not a must win for them, but they are there and they're about, so every game pretty crucial. Uh, what about the Cowboys? <clears throat> Val Holmes had a bit of an ankle issue, I thought, watching him last night, but did play out the game. Murray Talangi went off for an HIA, not sure on the outcome of that. And Ruben Cotter obviously played 80-odd minutes. So, I mean, there's a few super coach owners watching the, the likes of Holmes and Cotter there. Uh, if not, if some of the center wings don't back up, Zach Labert, who's in there now, gets a run. Um, any word on the cows? Um, I'm going to mentally rule out uh, Talangi now. I don't think he um, I don't think he backs up even with the Sunday game. Um, hmm. Cotter like you said, 80 minutes at origin level. Um, I'm a bit iffy on him, but he seems like the type of bloke who that won't phase him at all. He'll just want to get back out there and uh, rip and tear. And mm. I think Holmes at this stage uh, with the longer turnaround should be should be okay. And I'm hoping he is. I held him through last round. I was planning on trading him this round, but with numbers, I think I might just give him a uh, another go. His break even's not too bad. Healthy bodies are worth uh, their weight in gold, these sort of rounds, and I don't mind that at all. What about the Penrith Brigade? Um, They'll be pretty embarrassed after that effort on uh, Wednesday night, I think. So I'd expect the likes of Cleary, uh, Luai, Crichton, To'o to all back up. Yeah, they're all named to back up, and they do have the last game of the round, which is a blessing and a curse. It's good because they have the maximum amount of time to recover physically and uh, emotionally. Um, but the tough thing is if you've got a few of them and you're sweating on them, you're shit out of luck if you get to that Sunday afternoon and they uh, start dropping mm. out. But um, generally Penrith from memory is not too bad at uh, dropping hints as the round progresses after Origin. So hopefully we get a clearer picture as things go on. Um, out of all of them, none of them picked up any injuries. Uh, Lou, I got a bit of a hair pull. Um, so we'll see uh, what, what grading that one gets. Uh, Cleary obviously was battling that tooth infection going in and I heard something about potentially surgery but later in the season. Um, but you, you'd have to think he's uh, in particular is out to make amends. There's been a bit of a Cleary slander around the traps mm. uh, today, which is quite rare, but um, big old pile on. So I think he'll be out to uh, prove some people wrong against a dragon side that uh, lost a coaching prospect and a major sponsor in the same week. Tough old, <laughs> just tough really. Old <laughs> but they did beat the um, the Roosters two weeks ago somehow. So there you go. How bad are the Roosters going? Um, and also Nathan Cleary, didn't he have a weird issue last year with his face? So he's got a tooth problem now. He's got a facial issue historically. There's some weird stuff going on in Penrith. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of weird stuff going on with Cleary's face, but uh, may or may not keep him out. So the other one for the Penrith uh, was Isaac Tungo. He's back on the extended reserves. And I read an article today as a peachy owner that concerned me basically saying he's right to go, feels like he's ready to go. Is there any movement in that space? And should we be moving uh, <clears throat> Tyrone Peachy on in that basis? 
Yeah, I I reckon Tongo is going to be an in. Um, I have a feeling like when you've got a bench as big as they have this round, um, like you'd probably have to have him on it anyway. But mm. I I think he's good to go and he'll pop in. So uh, depending on what happens with the other outs, Peach may go to the uh, dreaded um, 14 jersey, uh, but you'd probably prefer him drop out entirely, to be honest. I think he's got a 10 or 11 break even, so it's not hugely crucial, but it means it's an easy trade decision this week, uh, 450-odd K. So if he isn't in the centres, you should be turfing him. Uh, for the Storm, they play the Cows on Sunday. Grant and Munster, I mean, they usually back up these days, and I think the Storm, compared to where they have been previously, probably not in a spot they'd like to be, so I feel like they'll have all hands on deck. Yeah, I think both of those boys will back up. Um, like you said, particularly with their position, they'll want to get a few wins on the board. Both of them got through okay. Uh, Munster with that phenomenal uh, try off the back of a soaring Lindsay yeah, Collins, which is a sentence I never thought I'd say. But um, yeah, I think uh, I think both of those fellas will be good to go. Wait, honestly, it was I saw some meme today about. Um... Like the Vince McMahon walk uh, was <laughs> <laughs> Lindsay Collins turning up to Roosters training to take Teddy's fullback jersey, but how good, honestly! <laughs> yeah, out jumping your fo- your own fullback and captain, but for opposing sides, like I, to be a fly on the wall in that Roosters locker room when both of them enter for the first time <laughs> after that game, Jesus. There you go. One guy's on about 1.2 mil, the other's on about 200k. So <laughs> something to say there. Playing for a packet of chips each week and. Uh, just won an Origin match. That's Queensland, mate. They just get it. Uh, any, uh, how we go? I have got a couple of, uh, I've got Latrell Mitchell down and Tommy Turbo. I think both of those guys are out for at least the next two weeks. Turbo with the HIA and Trell with the calf issue. Um, I guess I'll throw it to you, but as if you owned either or both of those guys, is it um, trade-out time? I yeah well turbo with the 11 days he um assuming they uphold the 11 um he's in line to miss next week anyway obviously on the buy this week Latrell I heard he might have been close to being good to go but they just wanted to Mm. uh play it safe so out of the two I think he's more likely to be back next week um but yeah I think uh I think I'd be looking to move them on if I had them um Mm. two weeks without turbo he's Coming off a massive score, uh, we'll have a low break even. It's just how long you want to have that fullback spot uh, doing nothing for you. And then obviously he'll be back in origin if he's good to go. So I think uh, I think he'd be a sell. And Luttrell, um, I haven't owned him this season. I've got him in draft. So I might just check his break even, but I think he'd be a sell as well. I think it's pretty hefty, but he uh, has a fair few buys and origin and stuff coming up. So I think I I did a quick look today, and if he misses next week, he's going to play, I think, two games up until round 21. So, I mean, that's a long time to have 800K sitting on your your pine. Yeah, 125 break even this week, or by this week, like when he next plays, and uh, 120 after that. So that's uh, not amazing reading. No, and we'll get into some of the options uh, in a minute. But, yeah, there's a fair few handy fullback players uh, that will play a lot more game time than him. So we'll talk about some of those. Um, any other in and out or late mail news you're in particular keeping an eye on? Um, I think we've gone through the main ones. Uh, for me personally, for the uh, Broncos, old Selwyn Cobbo was icing his hip um, from that second try. So he might be a laid out. Uh, I don't think he's probably too highly owned. Um, but some big sweats in the Broncos there with the likes of Haas and 
uh, Carrigan and those fellas, Reese mm. Walsh, if anyone's held on to him. Um, there could be a few moving parts there. Um, apart from Cobbo, I think all of them were okay. It's just the the other thing for the Broncos is getting uh, not not an unexpected win, but definitely an against the odds win uh, last week, which uh, the Warriors were favoured for. So they might be more likely to uh, give some of the fellas a bit of a break, uh, one win up on where they might have thought they would be. Yeah, and no, it was a really full strength yeah. shark side with a uh, mm. yeah, yeah, reeling Nico Hines who played pretty much no minutes and probably wants to go out there and uh, get stuck into some footy. I don't think you'll ever put him back at centre again uh, if uh, you follow that form line in game one. But uh, anyhow, the um, only other one I wanted to ask just quickly is Blake Wilson. I was having a quick look at cheapies this week. There are not a lot, not a lot of players on the bubble. You've got the likes of Zach Laybot playing his second game, who's been named 200-odd K. Uh, and then this guy, Blake Wilson, who's playing his third, got a reasonable break even. But he's got Josh Adakar lurking on the extended reserve. So presumably the Fox would play and bump him straight up? Yeah, I wouldn't bring it. I wouldn't look at Wilson. Mm. Um, he'll play sporadically at best. Um, it's it's not a good cheapy landscape this week. Um, Carl Oluapu mm. is maybe the best option out there. Um, but if you're like me, who's got Cody Walker and Dylan Brown at 5'8", you're not going to really look at that. So, um, yeah, not a, not a good cheapy week if you're in the search. Mm. I wonder if uh, Phoenix Crossland outscored Cody Walker or Dylan Brown last week. 77. <laughs> you he, can sit he, there whole high and mighty with you. He <laughs> outscored gun. Walker. Walker oh, there got you 68. Go. Um, Dillbags got 84. So he was there or thereabouts with both of them. With mm. with dual position as well, which you'd have to say is more valuable. So. I think so. I think all in all, just a genuine superstar and I should probably reverse the trade out that I made of him this week I apologize Phoenix better than Cody Walker Crossland anyhow all right are you going to have halves interchangeable halves of Phoenix Crossland and Tyson Gamble oh imagine the old old Knights connection there how good were they (laughs) last week tailing up uh tailing up but oh it's it's one of those things it kind of does leave me a little bit high and dry now having moved him on everyone's kind of got Heinz Cleary Brown Walker uh, some variant of that, maybe Schuster in there. So, geez, you wouldn't want a week where both of those players aren't uh, sort of lining up. But anyhow, could be AE Nightmare Central. Um, any final words on teams before we take a quick break and come back with Bice or Holt? Uh, it's just a wait and see game. Like everyone will be sweating, but the news only comes out when it comes out. And uh, people's, their players' bodies respond differently. Like some might pull up fine and then they're a bit sore after a couple of days mm. or that. Um, but uh, just just keep an eye on my Twitter. I'll, whenever I come across stuff, I'll um, fire it out and hopefully we uh, will get the players we need to on the paddock. That's exactly right. And, you know, the old adage, make sure you got the uh, players playing first, starting in your 13 and the reserves on players who are playing later, later in the week. We just know there'll be carnage. So make sure you've got the old uh, switcheroo up your sleeve. All right, let's take a quick break and come back with buy, sell, hold and caps. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Absolute banger. 10 out of 10 uh, kind of song there. Actually, speaking of songs, and we talked about it off air last week, but the passing of Tina Turner, Rugby League Immortal, uh, your rendition of Simply the Best, I should have dragged that out for this pod. I don't know if you want to do a, a round two to, to close the podcast out a bit later on, but um, sad news, sad news. Have you um, belted any other Tina anthems in her in her absence? Oh, mate, I think that night uh, you, me and Lakey uh, hit the town on the beers. There was probably a few Tina Turner uh, renditions <laughs> bells down there, but um, absolute uh, goat of... Uh, of the music scene, um, very sad for a passing, and I think uh, I think I'd be doing her a disservice to uh, do a, a follow up to that uh, wonderful rendition. That I, when you were segueing that in, I thought you were going to say you dragged that out of the art oh. So I'm glad that's uh, lost to history. If I was so technically savvy, I uh, definitely would have. But no, it's sad. Um, sad old times. I think someone said there's a few. There's only a few things that you can really piss um, at least Queensland, Sydney, or New South Welshmen off, and that's by disparaging Tina Turner and her, <laughs> her um, additions to rugby league. What an absolute immortal! And it just shows how simple we are as as fans. We just like. We like the likes of Jimmy Barnes, Tina Turner doing this stuff. We don't need any of the shepherd nonsense or. Well, the living end, whoever they trot out, just give us Barnsey. I don't care how old he is, and give us simply the best next year. Surely, have it done, man or real. Well, I was talking about this with mates. There's three songs I associate with rugby league. Uh, there's Tina, obviously, uh, Tub Thumping, and yep. um, That's My Team. So she's in absolute elite territory there. I have two others to add to that. Obviously, Life at the Outpost goes without saying. Um, but also, Here Comes the Boom in honour of every single NRL Big Hits video that went oh, up yeah. to YouTube in between about 2008, 2012. Yep, that's cool. <laughs> Those real grainy footage. Ah, Nelly, how good. Anyway, that's segued far too away from buy, sell, hold. Um, let's start with the buys um, because, I mean, that's where the, the money's at this week. I've got a couple of guys on my list. I did write the article earlier today, so I might just consult that. But we'll, we'll lean on you for this one, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear who you're buying, bringing in. I think you said you got boosts up your sleeve, and I have none, so you have more room to play, I'm sure. But um, number one on my list this week, John Bateman. I like the Tigers' run. They have a stretch of pretty, uh, not easy games, obviously, because it's the Tigers, but they are playing us again in a few weeks. But uh, the Tigers will play 16 and 19, the two bye weeks. And John Bateman's sco- like skating along pretty well without being, uh, he hasn't had a, like a truly ballistic game or anything like that. But I was comparing him to Papali and Bateman's got the better stats um, at a reasonable price. I think he's 590-odd K. So I'm going back to the well. It's been a couple of years, but John Bateman in my super coach side, what are your thoughts? I was looking at him earlier in the day as well, and I just couldn't make the funds work with what I um, had around. So I sort of cast a net over him, um, Isaiah Papali'i, and to a lesser extent, um, 
the Storm's Katoa. So mm. um, I think just funds-wise, I'm probably a land on Eliasa, but um, I do like the Bateman shout, and particularly with the form of the Tigers starting to pick up. Um, there's the trainer thought that uh, Papali'i has done absolutely nothing this year, um, so he can only go up, but he's yep. just being used differently. So I'm not quite sure on that, but I think in either scenario, you're going to get a, a pretty good score out of him um, and the Tigers cover the next two buyers. So definitely a pretty good shout. And, and Bateman's playing good 80-minute stints as well. When he does play 80, he's averaging around 68 points a game. So, I mean, that's pretty solid to lock in. It's nothing to write home about in terms of second rowers who know what they can do. But John Bateman, safe-ish kind of pick, but he's a he's an X-factor, has the offload, has the bust. So looking forward to seeing what he can do. And then speaking of Tigers, the other one on my list was Dave Norfolk-Luma. So obviously a couple of tries against the woeful Cowboys last week. It's amazing all of them scored bar Alex Twell. <laughs> there you go. Well, in a 66-point round, surely we could have just given them a charity stroll over the line, like the Make-A-Wish kit or something. But anyhow, uh, he and uh, Bateman were – I haven't got the funds for Nofo, but uh, I would love to have him in the side. He's probably a pod. I think he's under 5% owned at the moment. But um, a couple of good games. He's got the Raiders, Storm in the bye week, and Sharks in the bye week, and then the Titans and Cows in between those. So pretty handy run. For the Tigers, um, he's a roller coaster. We all know that. But would you be going back to uh, back to the future with Nofo? Um, he's he's definitely playing well. Um, he's traditionally he's been a high base and lower ceiling sort of fella. So. Um, I think it's centre wing. Like I've got the likes of Garrick and Marju, Holmes, Johnson, mm. Manu, um, and these fellas who can put on a massive ceiling. I know he got 101 um, a couple of rounds ago, but, yeah, in a 66-point performance, he got 68 as an attacking player. So he's pretty expensive. He's – what did you say Bateman was? Like just under 587 and Nofo's 598. Yeah. Mm, I, I can see a world where it's a good call. I think it's a bit uh, out there for myself, but um, – if the Tigers, yeah, keep, obviously they're not going to get 66 every week, but he's definitely a pod who could uh, pay off if you bring him in over someone who uh, shits the bed for a couple of mm-hmm. weeks. Tell you what, though, I picked out Dallin Rutene-Zalesniak last week and look what he did. Obviously didn't bring him in. So naturally, Nofo and potential owners, enjoy your 130 points. <laughs> and the other yeah, one... Bring him in, captain him. There you go. Um, another a couple of center wings. I had um, Billy Smith for the Roosters. I think the hype around him sort of died off with a 20 against the Dragons and the bye last week. But break even of 11 um, obviously has the 20 still rolling in that. But in a Roosters side where he should stay on the uh, in the centers for at least a couple of weeks with Sam Walker, a um, little further away than they'd first thought. And the, the only risk I think with him is if uh, Walker comes back in that round 16 bye week and they decide not to put Manu back to fullback. But I think that's surely the play. So Smith stays um, around. Is there a risk picking up this guy? Um, there's always a risk. But he, he's always been looked at as their long-term uh, centre and it's just been injuries that have set him back. Um Two great scores out of the gates, an absolute plotter in that upset against the um, Dragons. Um, good chance to bounce back against the Bulldogs. Um, would I bring him in? Centre wing, I don't know about you, but my centre wings, if I didn't have him already, um, 
I'm not sure I'd have a spot for him, to be honest. Mm. Uh, it depends who you're downgrading. Um, but he, he should be there for, uh, uh, for a while. Okay. I think it's because you've got a way better center wing set up than I do. So I'm, that's why I'm looking at these sort of characters. Well, my, my center wing is Manu, Alex Johnson, um, CNK, Garrick, Marshu, Holmes currently, but it'll probably become uh, Kiraz uh, maybe next week, uh, depending yep. on if he if I get wind that he's uh, out or not, um, and Billy Smith taking up that last spot. There you go. Well, it's uh, it's pretty stacked centre wing. There's no cheapies. I think that's what we said at the start. There's a really, not even just this week, but in general, have not been a lot of uh, cheapy options. Actually, Tommy Talau, I did see, was about 215k, but Brent Naden on the extended, so very risky kind of play there. But yeah, it's a it's a strange old super coach here. The centre wings are killing it. The fullbacks aren't. Uh, you did mention Jacob Caraz. Quick segue into him. He's a relatively popular buy this round. He's back to 486k come back from the knee injury and has looked pretty good without being spectacular. He's made a, a stack of runs, and I think against the Rabbitohs, he got something like 40 hit-up points or more, 45, yeah, 45 against the Warriors, I should say. So clearly not hampered that much by the injury. Yeah, and uh, the the week off last round probably did him a world of good. He looked a little bit rusty, but um, yeah, all things considered, I don't think you're going to get him that much cheaper than what he is right now. Place the next two buys, um, and like you said, just pumps out the base for fun. So I reckon he's a great trade in uh, this week or next week if you want to have another look at him. And I might throw to you on this one, but if you were to pick a, like if you had all the funds in the world, whatever, say you're selling the trell, uh, picking up a fullback, who would you buy? Oh God, um, depending on who you've already got, like Gutho, obviously covers the two buy rounds mm. um i'm seeing a lot of interest in dylan edwards um yep that's which that's who i was leaning to. You, you're probably going and there's been uh, quite a movement of people still bringing in buller as well um mm. which i know it'd yeah make you sick to your stomach bringing him at 450k when you could have had him at bottom dollar um but he's still got a negative 26 break even and uh covers the next two buyers as well so could be a shout um yeah, Edwards is a funny one. He's never been highly super coach relevant, but uh, with all the carnage at fullback at the moment, it looks like people are flocking to him in droves. So um, I know you, I think you did a write up on him, mate. Um, what are you seeing with him? Uh, nothing more than he's just out and out in terms of consistency, uh, almost top of the class. You've got Latrell who's out there, out now. But if uh, you stack him up, he's 800K and the next best I think is uh, Will Kennedy in terms of who's playing this week. Or It's actually Jermaine Osaka at 720K. That's still an anomaly, but, but whatever. Um, but I just think the Panthers, they'll get back into that flat track bully kind of mode. So I see them putting a score up. Um, on a few teams that they've got over the next few weeks, Dragons, Roosters, Cows, Knights. So I see him going pretty high in some of those games. Um, he's got 160, I think, in his arsenal so far this season. So when he is on, yeah, he does. Uh, he's there. Um, but I think yeah, he's one of those guys who probably he floats around 50 and 60, which is nothing to sneeze at, but you kind of want those big scores a bit more consistently. Um, I wasn't... 
overly, I didn't really look at this guy too much, but just having a look at the stats now, and Will Kennedy, who comes in almost 100K cheaper and will play both uh, 16 and 19, only misses around 17, he's um, racking up a pretty good record for himself as well. Just the one ton, but regular 60s, a couple or three 90s in there over the last couple of months, he's been going great guns. But I guess the Sharks, do they slip a little bit? I'm not too sure on a read on them just yet. Yeah, um, Sharks, they're, they're good to bring in now, but they're even better to bring in right on that round 16 where they get past the storm and they've got Bulldogs, Dragons, Tigers, Warriors, Sea Eagles before hitting mm. the earth again. Um, I've got Will Kennedy as a backup fullback in my home league in draft to cover Latrell because I got him right at the end. I don't know why no one had taken him, but um, his scores, he had a triple one round. I forget, might have been Bulldogs. I can't remember off top. Bagged a, bagged a hat trick and didn't crack the ton, um, which is concerning. <laughs> Ninety nine, come on! <laughs> with tro- three tries at fullback, yeah, that's like a fair three, point. Three tries with line breaks is twenty seven times three, right there. Um, <laughs> well, he only had one one line break that game. Somehow, it's a lot of kicks. <laughs> that's a fair point. But yeah, I think he's um, I think he's one of those guys every origin year I seem to be um, having an eye on him but never actually pick him up. I think Wenon did a few years ago. But I uh, don't think he'll let you down, but probably not got the ceiling that you maybe want for 700K. Um, and I'll just round out my sort of buy list with Nick Meany. Uh, I think at the Storm, he's got that fullback spot sewn up with Pappenhausen seemingly nowhere near close to returning. Uh, will kick goals and the Storm, yeah, that... They've been winning their games, not in any spectacular fashion or anything like that, but I feel like they could go on a run soon. And he's been uh, pretty consistent as well at the back, kicking goals and all that. So um, he'd be a pretty safe play. Again, a center wing. Um, So as you said, a lot of people are stacked there, but just one to consider. I'll throw to you now. Anyone that I haven't spoken about? Um, Well, for me in particular, like looking at that uh, that 2RF, um, another couple that sort of caught my eye, um, Britton Nikara and Kayon Kalomatangi um, hmm. as potential options at that higher price range. Um, Kalomatangi obviously coming off that injury, looked a bit rusty last week, but um, Bunny's draw is really going to open up. He should drop a bit more cash. Um, and then they miss the next buy, which is a bit tricky, but um, he could be more of a long-term option. And uh, Nikara obviously playing in that Sharks outfit. He's pretty pricey now though, but... Um, those are another couple of names that I've seen uh, popping up over the course of the week who our uh, people might be looking at. Scott Sorensen is 722k. <laughs> Sorry, I was just having a look at you some of these high price. Scott Sorensen to John Bateman and make over 100k. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a strange old season, isn't it? Uh, but if you look down, at a lot of those second rowers are origin players or they have not, I guess, ideal uh, buy sort of rounds. So... I think there's there's definitely some value there. Nicker, I feel like I always um, get on him at the wrong time. Um, I've currently got Teague Wilton, so I'm happy to ride that uh, rather than get both of them. So I'll save the trade on him. But yeah, Nicker, if he's he's going to be one, I'm nervous. You said that stretch of games that the Sharks have got. Uh, nervous non-owner in some of those. So don't mind that at all. Um, anyone else? I guess halves, we kind of got, of, got them sorted. Um, front row is what it is. Hooker, anyone? Uh, you'd be thrown in the mix? Um, I brought in Cookie last week for our Sunny Ooh. Luke. I, I brought in Fainu for Manly and freed up a stack of cash. Uh, nice. So good to 
good to see the back of him from my side. Um, bringing players in this week at hooker, um, I haven't looked at the position really outside of bringing in Cook. I know Robson was uh, somewhat popular. Um, Jeremy Marshall King uh, is looking like one of the primo options. He's uh, carrying a bit of a shoulder issue, should play, but um, I'm not sure you'd bring him in this week. Reed Marnie plays the next two buy rounds, but he hasn't been going good guns recently, so I'm not sure how closely you'd look at him. Um, it's not an amazing position this year, like top to bottom. Even Harry mm. Grant, that um, uh, no, no one. I'm just looking now on my app. The clo- the highest averaging hooker is Jeremy Marshall King, and yep. he's under seventy points a game. So I can just pick one who's there or thereabouts who will be playing games and just ride that. Actually, I bought JMK last week, Marshall King, and killed it. But then I read today he's struggling with, I don't know if it's a side issue or something like that, that maybe shoulder. An AC joint issue, um, pain tolerance issue, and apparently he's been playing with it for a few weeks now. So, Hmm. Well, hopefully they don't um, rush to get him... You know, fixed up or anything like that. Desperately need some numbers this week, but fingers crossed, uh, Jam K makes it onto the park. Because yeah, what a it's a strange old season when you've got him top of the list that includes likes of Grant Cook, Robson, and the like. So um, yeah, I think a pretty ordinary position. But I was just having a look. Wade Egan's fallen under five hundred K. He's struggled a little bit coming back from all those head knocks and stuff. If he manages to stay on the park and start getting big minutes, I think he'll be an interesting proposition from the second buy. But yeah, uh, otherwise, not much to love there. And I think we've said not a lot of cheapies. So it's somewhat of a tough week if you don't have a lot of cash. Maybe moving into the cells. Um, I, I think the flavor of this one is basically the, the likes of Turbo, Latrell, Lockie Miller, if you haven't moved him on yet. Um, any, I, I mean, I've had a quick look at the cells list, the popular trade outs, and there wasn't anyone hugely controversial. Uh, what are your thoughts on Jared Croker, maybe? Yeah, he's he's done his job. Um, obviously, getting the rest so he can uh, front up to game three hundred in front of the home crowd. Um, trade outs on on uh, that are in my team that I'm seeing are the most on the most traded out list. Uh, I don't agree with Clint Gutherson, Ruben Garrett. No. Like, surely not. Obviously, they're on the buy, but you, you you can't trade those fellas out. Like, Gutho covers the next two buy rounds. Garrick's there. Absolute premium uh, keeper option at centre wing. Um, I think there's a few very short-sighted uh, panic trades uh, going on around the traps this week. Gutho, so I Garrick. think it's people who have gotten through the first buy and gone, oh, shit, there's three really popular teams also <laughs> on the buy, and I didn't didn't look ahead at that. But it's almost like if you're trading out this week to get an extra player, if you may not have the full 17, like, well, if you're trading a Gutho or a Garrick out, then you're costing yourself in the next buy round. So you might be down yeah. a number purely because you've been short-sighted here. So I wouldn't be moving these guys on at all. Surely you've got someone else up the sleeve. But yeah, Dylan Brown there as well. Sean Kepi, the mighty Sean Kepi, another superstar for me last week. People are trading him on. Come on. Front row or Lockford superstar. Um, anything else before we get into caps and vices? I mean, is it a week that if you've got a 17 and a healthy one at that, you'd be just holding fire? There's not a lot of huge negative or low break evens. Yeah, I think it's this round more than any other this season. Like myself, like a lot of people, have been trading heavily to try and get best team possible early on, uh, get set up for the buys. 
now we're past the first major buy. Um, the next two buys don't look too bad. Like I was having a look. I, I've already got 13 for the next two. Mm. So um, I think it's just maybe an itchy trade finger because um, we've been trading so heavily. But I'm probably looking to just sit back this week as much as I can. Um, like you said, I'll put all my early game fellas in the starting side, have a few reserves on guys who are, are a bit iffy and have a backup plan. But if I can field a side... Like even I was thinking of Holmes to Karaz. Holmes has a good break. Even Karaz's is still a bit high. So if Holmes is yep. playing, I'll just hold him and maybe reassess that next week. Um, if you can field a side, you're ahead of a lot of players, uh, a lot of super coaches by the sound of mm. it. So it might be a good round to just save some because uh, I think a lot of us are getting into the low 20s. Um, I've got 21 if I just do one trade this week and I've still got my three boosts. Um but we've still got a lot of uh, territory before the end of the season. So, yeah, saving might be the way to go. Oh, I like that. I think get through the next buy round unscathed. And as you've said, a lot of people should. If you've got those para uh, manly knights kind of guys, you should be okay. But get through that and then you can almost start looking at run home uh, options. I mean, that's yeah. kind of the helpful thing with only needing 13. Or, I mean, you had the 17 full quota, but you were cheating, so that's fine. Yeah, yeah, I uh, hacked Supergoat. I had I had sixteen, and it wasn't even to get sixteen. It was just what the trades that worked mm. out best for my side just landed me on that number. Um, and like I said, I'm already looking pretty good for the next two buyers. So where my mind's going is who do I want in that run home side, and when should I start bringing them in? How many trades do I need to do it? Yep, and always keep those injury uh, trades up the sleeve. Like we always do, we're always smart about these things and never burn them <clears throat> super yep. early. I'm on currently 17 never run trades. Out two months before <laughs> the end of the season and end up with uh, five blokes on the paddock. But I've got 17 trades after making two this week and zero boosts. So I'm in a good position in around 15K. Yeah, yeehaw. Um, all right. Got... Jack table, mate. <laughs> Thank you. We've got uh, three minutes left until the kickoff of the origin. So with that said, we'll get into captains and vices. I think if you're like me, I've got 17 playing so I can take a free swing at the VC loophole. So I've gone Dream Buller, I think, uh, just on that Tigers sort of train, first game up. Um, a definite kind of will play um, because otherwise I don't really have many out-and-out uh, sort of guns. So I've gone Buller and Hines with the C next to his name with a point to prove against you guys at home. Um, I'm not sure. I haven't looked too deeply. I'm pretty happy with Hines, but I might have a play around with the VC. Uh, what are you doing this week? Um, so like you, I like everyone, This treat this, it's kind of like a buy around. Just you've got a free hit. You've if you've got an AE, you've probably got no more than one and there's a good chance they'll coming in for you anyway. So um, just take a, what looks like a good score. Don't worry about your 150s, 160s. Um, just just take what looks okay. I've got my VC on Cody Walker and I've got the captaincy on Cleary at this stage. But if there's any word Cleary's uh, going to miss out, I might pivot to our Joey Manu. I'd, I sold Hines, otherwise I'd do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I guess I'm having a look there. You got, oh, they're they're both kind of night games between Sharks and Penrith, but I hadn't really given Cleary too much thought. I think comparatively, I thought Nine Hines might have a bigger, bigger sort of game there. But I mean, you guys, as you said, you just find ways to stay in games and win them. So that actually has given me some pause for thought. There might be a flip of the coin. If only we could VC and see both our halfbacks, that would solve all of life's problems. Game breaking. Mm, absolutely. The, the blow ups of Kirk up in the chat if you can VC <laughs> and see the same position. 
<laughs> make it happen, Tom and the fellas at Supercoach. All right. Uh, any final words? I won't make you sing the song, mate, because I want a full rendition to throw on the website at some stage there. So we'll do a full studio set. But any final mm-hmm. words of wisdom from the mailman? Yeah, I think just don't panic. Um, we're still at only round 14. If you're looking at your side and going, oh, there's, oh, I don't have enough players, if you can feel the side or there enough, just just get just get through this round. Like, uh, don't blow it up just for, for round 14. Yep, absolutely agreed. All right, well, thank you very much for joining me, uh, Stasi. All the best to you this week, and fingers crossed you're not uh, working too much overtime with that late mail stuff, but I suspect, given the size of some of these squads, you've got a lot of uh, typing to do. Yeah, I'm a bit worried about character limits on uh, Twitter <laughs> this week with uh, 24 player benches and the likes, but uh, we'll see how we go. There you go. Looking forward to it. Uh, got the alerts off your Twitter ready to go. A-Styles author, follow him along, and thank you very much for listening in, and we'll catch you next week. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.